Welcome back to the Character Corners. Your host, Chris and Deepom here. We are back with another Character Corner. Again, the Character Corners are your place to come and learn all the history and background of some of your favorite Character Corner uh, characters from comic book world. And uh, maybe you just don't know anything about them and you want a jumping off point for uh, some comics. I know we get a lot of people doing that. So um, we're here. We're going to kind of do an addendum to the, the Wolverine Character Corner we did. We're going to talk about Wolverine enemies Greatest battles, greatest fights, just because um, we just couldn't get into him when we did his, his history. Like, we did that character corner. We literally went through the entire history of Logan, and we realized at the end, it was like, yeah, we kind of skipped over the people he actually fights and kills. <laughs> so uh, that's what we're here for. But before we get into that, Deepom does have a five-star re- review to read. So, uh, Deepom, take it away. Yeah, this is a review from Vaven Trivin. Uh, comic book godliness. Uh, I'll take it. Uh, first and foremost, let's find this asshole who gave the one-star rating, get him all the way out of the paint. Couldn't agree more. Character Corner is probably my favorite show from the MTR network. I will listen to them over and over just to make sure I haven't missed a thing. Listen to each Doom episode at least four times. They're very informative and detailed. This podcast has made me care about characters I would have never thought were cool. Right now, I'm in the midst of the Green Lantern series. And as a Marvel guy, I must say I've come around in the Lantern Corps. If you like anything remotely related to comics, you should be listening to this one right here. That is a hell of a review, Chris. I have my um, mic muted, but yes, that is one hell of a review, and we really appreciate that. Um, yeah, man, it's just one of those things that, you know, and I think you you said that we we actually did this twice because uh, we, we got cut off a little bit, but you were saying that, you know, the character corner reviews are the reviews that make people, that really make us, because there's a lot of work going through this and doing this character corner, a lot of reading, um, yeah. but the thing that makes us keep doing this is the people that um, are just open and honest and... And talk about how much we we help them that they they learn and get get them into comic books. Like there's between this and the comic book club on the premium network, we have so many people that tell. I, I didn't read comic books before. I didn't like comics. You know, you had the, I didn't. I like graphic novels, not comics. I'm like, well, you know, they're kind of the same sometimes. <laughs> you know, but you know, it, but then people start reading them and they start hearing us talking about them. And they're like, well, let me go check this stuff out. And they go and read it. And next thing you know, you know, we're turning Marvel guys into DC guys, DC guys into Marvel guys. We know. People that don't read comic books, don't like comic books, uh, you know, I now have a Marvel Unlimited uh, <laughs> subscription, you know? Hey, DC, if you had a Marvel, if you had a DC Unlimited, we could probably sell those too. Really easy, like. Be so easy to sell DC Unlimited. I'm just saying, just saying, just throw it out there, you know, maybe you guys want to look into that. Just whatever. Um, but yeah, it's like these are, these are my favorite shows. These are hardest, some of the hardest shows to do because there's just so much history to condense into. An hour and a half, sometimes two hours here. Um, but um, yeah, I, I really enjoy them. I, I learn a lot. I mean, people talk about how, how much they learn from us. I learned something going through this stuff, you know? So so uh, let's get right into this. Going into uh, the Wolverine enemies things. And kind of what, what, one thing we said when we left off on And again, you probably want to go back and read, listen to our first character corner of Wolverine if you didn't already. Um, but one of the things we always said was that with Wolverine enemies is like, he has that suffers that fate of a lot of his enemies are his own creation or tied to his origin. And so it gets kind of weird. And I'm not going to lie. There's, there, there's some people I just don't count as Wolverine enemies as well. Um, yeah. and, and I'm going to go ahead and get, I'm, I'm going to get those out of the way right now. Cause, uh, you see this in greatest battles and greatest Wolverine enemies. And so inevitably somebody lists Cyclops and I'm like, stop. Doesn't count. I don't. I don't count. I don't count that. They have a. They have a rivalry there, but no, I don't count that. I don't. Um, I'm not. This is, gonna, I, this is going to sound weird. Um, I also don't count Magneto anymore. Why would you? Yes. Cause, okay. Because yes. it's not. It's, it's not it's a, a fight. Pivotal moment. It's a pivotal moment. He's not. A, 
a Wolverine rogue. Well, not only that, but whenever whenever they quote unquote fight, it's not a fight. It's not a fight when a guy with a metal uh, metal skeleton goes up against the master of magnetism. Wolverine's only allowed to do that because Magneto lets him do it. All right, it's not a fight. Not a fight. All right, like I always like I remember. I can't remember what card set it was, but they had a list of like these cards, and they literally had a set that was just like Wolverine's greatest greatest battles, and they literally listed the fight with Magneto when Magneto ripped his adamantium out of his skull, out of his, out of his body. I'm like, that eh, wasn't a fight. <laughs> that was a one sided thrashing. Like that's an ass kicking. That's an ass kicking. That's not a that's not a fight, guys. That's not what I would I wouldn't list that as one of them. All right. Um. Uh, another one that is also very very uh, important is because ties to his origin. I don't count the Hulk. Nope. I don't. I'm, I don't give a fuck what, particularly with old man Logan. Fuck that shit. All right. Don't count that. I also don't count, um, you know, his first, his first battle. I mean, granted, that's the first time we meet him, but it's one of those. It's not really, it's not really a fight. Like, I, I just don't count. Like, I know there's bad blood there, but I do not count Hulk versus, you know, Wolverine as a greatest enemy fight. I just don't. Okay, and so now we get into my issue with this with this podcast we're about to do. There's a reason, like, we, yeah, there's a lot of great fights, a lot of great Wolverine moments. There's a reason why it's easy to handle Wolverine enemies. And a lot of it is the way that they kind of have a shared origin in that every character we talk about going forward is going to come from one or two origins. One of three origins, excuse me. Someone from his ill-defined past back to haunt him, mm-hmm. which is like ninety percent of them. <laughs> Literally, Weapon X, which is an offshoot of the ill-defined past, and or or mm-hmm. and, yeah, or it's someone we've who who logically would have gotten fucked up in his past, coming back to like it's the Marauders, right? Or not the Marauders, excuse me. It's the, it's the, the Reavers. Reavers. Yeah, it's it's something that. And and Wolverine's fine, and Wolverine's a fun character, and he's a great piece that adds flavor to the Marvel Universe because of his longevity and because of his ties to literally everyone. He's like the angry Nightwing of Marvel. <laughs> um, but as a standalone like vehicle for villains, because his actions are usually so definitive, one, you don't get many repeat villains. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to build a rivalry when I cut off your head. It's Look, tough. Here's the thing: there's a re- the reason why you had we did a we did a Rogue Wars between Batman, Spider Man, and Flash is you know the thing that all three of those those those, those heroes don't do they don't kill, <laughs> right? They don't kill, so their rogues keep coming back. All right, um, and we'll get into this later on, but we talked about again. Go back and listen to the character corner on Wolverine. Um, I love the the fact that. Uncanny X Force is an assassin squad. All right, they are a squad. Like I went back. Like we got to finish doing that character corner. We we did a comic book club on the first nineteen issues. We got to keep doing the care uh, the uh, comic book club on that one because they are literally a hit squad. And at, I mean, <laughs> we. And I'm not saying this to just be like, oh, well, you're just saying. No, they are known. <laughs> that, no, their first true. arc ends with them killing a kid. All right. Now, granted, that kid turned out to be Apocalypse, but they still killed a fucking kid. All right. So I'm just saying that this is what we're talking. Like, this is why you don't really get. This is why I'm calling this Wolverine enemies and a supplement to the first character corner. I'm not calling this Wolverine Rogue Gallery because it's not really a Rogue Gallery. It's not. It could be called Wolverine the List. <laughs> right. 
Because here's the thing. Even some of the even some of the, like when we get down to like some of the top two and three three of his villains here, he still killed them probably multiple times. <laughs> They've been dead. <laughs> they just keep but coming so back. But it's so hard to write Wolverine. You end up bringing back dead characters. <laughs> right. So it's like all like, the... you got to realize like people are like Wolverine and uh, like people like say like there should be like a, an already Wolverine movie. Like you really don't want that. There'll be nothing left. It's, it's like it's like people who want that. It's not for someone who still hasn't seen Logan. Yeah, no, God, no. It's not. It's not. It's not a Wolverine film. So there's that. So it didn't make it so funny as Doctor Strange, but it's one of the best comic movies of all time. Anyway, <laughs> let's move forward. Um, so who you want to start with here? Um, I guess no. We start... I'm letting you drive because I've just got commentary. Okay, okay. Um, I thought it was, it was like mysterious pass, mysterious pass, weapon neck, weapon neck, mysterious pass, mysterious pass. Uh, we literally saw them get created. Like those are the three. Like I just kept bouncing around those three. Well, I mean that's what it is. I mean, so I guess we can start with. Um, I guess we can start with the, the Japanese, the Japan ties, because that covers that covers a lot here. So obviously, we we start we we went into detail with this, but because uh, it covers in the first Wolverine miniseries, uh, Lord Shingen, Shingen. Um, we covered that a lot, so I won't, I won't go much more into him. I think that was a good one though, because in that first. It's Wolverine Volume One. I can't remember the mini. I can't remember what issue it is, but that fight with him is actually a pretty good fight. You know, we basically dismantles uh, Wolverine without even taking a sword out. You know, yeah. Um, and basically showing Wolverine that you know, because you know Wolverine, and again, uh, America, like his that's his love. That's also another. I, I think a lot of, of these villains also tie back to her. <laughs> so it just comes from there. Um, we talked a little bit about Silver Samurai. Um, and his first appearance, but again, he started off in Daredevil. Yeah, Daredevil uh, one eleven, and that's a, that's a recurring thing with some of these characters. They they start off in other other books, and then somehow they migrate and they just end up being um, Wolverine. Because I honestly can't speak to a lot of Silver Samurai stuff that doesn't tie to Wolverine. Yeah, it, 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 Wolverine's been a really good landing place for other concepts that didn't really fall. That kind of it, it's kind of like I don't want to say the recycling bin of Marvel from the seventies and eighties. But if you wanted to make a character that you felt was really cool but didn't catch it with the audience, toss him Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to get to it later, but uh, listeners, without Googling, think to yourself right now, what's the first book Sabretooth appeared in? I'll tell you later. Oh, yeah. We're gonna have a little, we'll, play, we'll play a little game, game of the podcast for once. <laughs> think to yourself what the first book Sabretooth appeared in. We'll tell you, yeah. tell you what the answer is. But you're right. I think it's um, a situation where high concepts come. Like even uh, his first appearance, yes, they fought. he fought the Hulk. But who was the Hulk chasing? Who became a part of Wolverine mythos? The Wendigo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These concepts that writers may like or editors may like, they seem to end up in Wolverine books and made cool again because if you're on the cover next to a guy wearing bright yellow with three with six foot long daggers in his hands, you've got a level of coolness that just assumed. Yeah. So, um, uh. Silver Samurai, at least the first one, was uh, Nichio Harada. He's the Ill- illegitimate son of Shinjin uh, Yoshida. Uh, he's a Japanese mutant, and uh, he generates a tachyon field that basically he uses to uh, make his sword really hot to cut through anything. But, of course, adamantium. He can't cut through adamantium. So, um, And again, I think you get him in... The first Wolverine series, I guess, let me see, I have um, here, yeah, Wolverine Volume 1, 1 through 6, you get them there, but also in Volume 2 in the first two issues, I think we covered that. Again, we did, a, I think in the first Kyra Corner, we did a lot of 
we did a lot more on the Japanese base uh, villains of um, yeah Wolverine um, just because because they define his his samurai aspect of his personality so. right so we did a lot there um, we also did the hand I'm not gonna get too much into that but again the hand is another one that kind of cuts across the board because you get the hand in Iron Fist you get the hand in Daredevil since so we've covered both of them already I'm not gonna go also into covering the hand here as well but I guess one of the the we we talked about this last time. The most defining thing with the hand and 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 um, Wolverine, I guess, when they finally killed him mm-hmm. under Gorgon, and he became an enemy of the state, and so uh, that's a really good one where you find out what just kind of like uh, to a smaller scale than what Marvel's doing now with Secret Empire, you find out what what would happen if Wolverine was an enemy, and you don't want that. No, so we had that one. Um, so here's one that I we didn't cover last time, but I thought was really really great. Uh, well, not really. Yeah, I thought it was an interesting thing. So, uh, Matsu uh, Tirishabi, he's the one that uh, he's involved in the body swapping of uh, Betsy Braddock uh, into her. Yeah, basically becoming. Because a lot of people forget she was she didn't start off Asian. She wasn't a Japanese. She's British. Yeah, she's a. There's a reason why her. She's always saying her brother, her twin brother, (laughs) you know, is not is not Japanese. This is why. So. Um, actually, he's behind that, but the defining thing for me with him is he's also behind, and I think this was, ooh, was this issue, I can't remember if it was issue 51 or 52 or if it was 57. I have it down multiple times in here. I can't remember what, what it is, but um, he's responsible for uh, a plot that ends up poisoning uh, the love of Wolverine's life, and she dies. So Wolverine makes a promise that he's going to come back. Every year on his birthday, on Matsu's birthday, and take a body part. And uh, I had trouble trying to find out, you know, he says he's going to do that, but I tried trouble finding like issues where they actually show him doing that. It's Wolverine 175. And forget the main story there, because I didn't read it. But if you go all the way to the back of, of that of that book, there is a, um, there's, a there's one of those, somebody do, they do these little short stories. And that's what this is, yeah. a little short story where they show... Uh, him coming back and, and and tormenting this guy and cutting off a piece of him. Cut off a hand, cuts off an eye, cuts off an ear. It is um it's one of those soul wolverine moments <laughs> that I just found like this this really defines his character. And and this comes back to what you were saying, uh the trouble of having Wolverine villains. Cause once you really piss them off It's a wrap. <laughs> He's the best there is at what he does. And what he does is I don't take know if you, you heard that. He, what he does is take you apart, piece by piece, piece by piece. It's difficult to talk about Wolverine sometimes because he is that dyed in the wool, like front of the cover Marvel hero. But at the same time, like you've got stories where he literally cuts things off of people. It's he runs that gamut because it's hard to talk about like what's the core of Wolverine or what's the main character because there are so many different iterations and explanations for the way he behaves in universe. And that multifaceted nature plays to being interesting and and exciting, but also makes it hard to kind of discuss realistically what his position is as a hero. Right. And I think that 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 gray area, I mean, again, that's why I like Uncanny X-Force so much. You get that part where uh, Kitty and and Beast are kind of like on some, you're going to have to pay for what you've done. You know, and even uh, Uncanny X Force run 
basically comes down to it's it's so funny. I almost feel like we we just did our Arrow review. The more and more I think about it, that Uncanny X Force feels like somebody who did who wrote Arrow this season read the Uncanny X Force uh, run because basically, you know, who do you want who do you want to be? Do you want to be defined as a killer? Do you <laughs> want to be defined as a murderer? I mean, that's really what it's become down to. So I found some of the the the, the issues for with Matsu. Yeah, he he cut off his arm, his left arm, one year, and it's, it's the anniversary of. When America was killed, when she was poisoned, all right, um, and uh, he cut off his left arm one year. One year he took his ear, took his nose another year, <laughs> his nose. Then one year after he had put he had, he had spent all this money to get, like give him cybernetic parts. He trained in martial arts. He had a, a battle armor on. Uh, he said, "Yet all I succeeded in doing was making him mad." Last year he his viciousness knew no bounds. And he took my gallbladder of all things. His fucking gallbladder. <laughs> Earlier I called him a man, but I, 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 but in truth I misspoke. He is no man. A man can be stopped. He is not unlike a mythical beast from ancient Japan lore. A demon who comes to collect pieces of your soul as annual tribute. I will no longer, <laughs> I will tolerate it no longer. Thus as the anniversary is upon me once more, I decided to not wait and learn what I, I will part with next. Said I will ask the demon to show mercy upon me to end my yearly torment. Allow me to keep what little honor I have left to permit me to take my own life. Like, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so I had to mention, I had to mention Matthew just because uh, he's been living with the torment of, of and, and, and again, you don't see Wolverine taking these body parts all the time until this issue. But, I mean, he pops up every now and then in, in the books. And you see him. And the one, one time I did see him and he was behind a, a plot. And he had that fucking battle armor on. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you should probably just stop that and just leave <laughs> that alone and not do that. So, um, let's see. So, uh, we got anybody else that's really tied to Japan here? Ogun? Okay, yeah, we can go with that. Um, how often does Ogun show up? I know, I mean, he's in that Wolverine. He huh? He doesn't show up a lot. So, he's one of um, Wolverine's trainers. Mm hmm. Who later was killed by Wolverine, as people are wont to do, but becomes a spirit and possesses in the possessing Kitty Pride. Right. So that's in the Wolverine and, the, and, and Kitty Pride series, which was basically the second um, a good follow up to the first miniseries, and that's actually a really good miniseries. Like so, sometimes because it's not it's Wolverine and Kitty Pride, it doesn't sometimes show up in your list in that order. But um, we read that last time, and it was actually a really good. Um, I think we read it both for Wolverine and for the Kitty Pride. Um, Character corners we did, so you get to you get to find out why uh, Kitty Pride is a, a intangible ninja. That's why she, yeah. she learned from the best. Um, so um, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, there are some other ones, I guess, but they they really do tie back to some of the, either Weapon X or his you know past that is undefined. So um, I guess we'll move on to some other ones we have here. Um, Let's see which one I want to do. Oh, here's one that was I thought was interesting because we didn't really talk about this in our agent show review. Um, Mad Madam Hydra. I mean, and I wouldn't really count her totally as mm. a villain here. I bring this up only because of one her forced marriage to uh, Wolverine, where she right. blackmails yeah. she blackmails him to marry her so she can get Madripoor. I bring this up because it, it it made me realize I suddenly understood why we got that poor version of Viper in the second Wolverine film. I believe this is probably another one of those characters both Fox and Marvel share. Hmm. They have Viper, which is why they turned her into something that is unrecognizable for the comics, and she was a mutant. But 
Marvel Studios and Marvel owns Madam Hydra and Ophelia. That's why we got Ada being Ophelia and Madam Hydra in the framework. Well, there have been multiple Madam Hydras also. Right, right. So that's more of a title. So I think, yeah, I think you're probably right that while they could use the Viper name, they probably couldn't use any of the Hydra iconography. Right. And um, again, her first appearance was Captain America Volume 1, uh, 110. So I'm thinking that's probably what happened with that character because... You know, uh, she has ties to Wolverine, so they could use that. And and we know that when it comes to these character rights, that happens all the time. That, you know, both Marvel and Fox lay a claim to it, but they can, like, for instance, with the twins, you know, um, Marvel can't call them Quicksilver, uh, you know, Quicksilver in, or can't make them mutants and can't tie them to, to Magneto, but they can actually use them as, you know, uh, uh, Peter and, and um, you know, Pietro and and um uh, uh wanda so yeah i think i think it's one of those cases again a smaller case of this because they didn't really you know it's madam hydra slash viper so you don't really need to go all out with it so but that's the other thing too with wolverine you get a lot of these characters because she's not a she's not a mutant unlike what fox did to her in the movies um <laughs> but you can get this uh underworld mafia type type uh type of villain that you get with with Wolverine because uh, he has a uh, um, this this and we'll get into this with some of the characters but this spy background this background of uh, going up against uh, the underworld he had, clearly has ties to Madripoor. I mean that that whole fucking beginning of his uh, his ongoing series volume two is basically you know him as Patch <laughs> pretending to not be Wolverine <laughs> in the most in the world's worst disguise ever. So you get a lot of that going in there. You get that. You get, um, I guess you can talk about a little bit about Cyber. You know, we and we talked a little bit about him last time we were uh, on uh, the character. This will go back to um, uh, the bucket of mysterious past, right? Where it because it, it 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 ties into you know Mystique, uh, I guess uh, Sabretooth. Omega Red, all of them in this. This oh well, one, at one point they were kind of working as CIA slash MI6 slash some top secret organization for some country at some point, and there's never really been a timeline on any of that shit. There, there isn't. It's because they're given all these false memories and stuff, right? So, so cyber, you mentioned Cyber, so Cyber or uh, Silas Burr, as he was originally known, yes was uh, killed in 1912. Uh, or sentenced to death by hanging, excuse me. He first encountered Logan around World War One, and he was Logan's drill instructor in the military. Uh, Cyber then kills a woman that Logan loves. Which is a recurring theme. <laughs> which is a recurring theme. You don't love Wolverine, just a bad for your health. Um, that's a pre-existing addition, actually. You love Wolverine. Yeah. Um, and Logan attacks Cyber and gets the shit beat out of him. It's a very one-sided fight. Like, we're used to Wolverine winning fights. This is touted as Wolverine's most psychologically damning fight to where the point, even in present day, even with the memories covered up or erased, he still has a deep-seated pathological, inexplicable fear of Cyber. Yes. This is told, I believe. And, uh, of course, because... Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead and finish. I was going to say, uh, 
after you know lots of things happen, he usually gets adamantium enhancements. But prior to that, and something that was retconned later, he actually is the one who trained Dakin, mm-hmm. Logan's son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then gets his adamantium bonding from Romulus, which we'll deal with later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, when we get to the, I'm, I'm gonna defer to you on the Deccan and, and Romulus stuff because uh, you know, then those will be very short sections. Yeah, because I for it's all the, for all the problems I have with some of this other stuff, even the retcon, the false memory stuff like that, it's still stuff I can get behind. You know, I still I, it can still be enjoyed. I just do not enjoy any of that shit. It's super lazy. Romulus is a super lazy character. Yeah, it is. It, and I and 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 so Deccan turns into the same thing. And and I, it sucks because I'm like Dakin could be interesting. See, I'm I'm I, I read all the Dakin stuff like as it was happening, and so he's actually really interesting to me. Okay, and maybe that's the problem with me because I in in um we'll get into that later though. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, cyber can uh, he possesses a psychic abil- uh, sonic ability, also attracts specific brain waves patterns across great distances. Uh, just it's not really well defined. <laughs> And um, yeah. he's just known as a like a, a hulking. Looks like he looks like he's on HGH. He's he's literally a product of the '80s type of. We're gonna draw a bad guy who is nothing but one big muscle with a really really tiny head. <laughs> like Super that. That, that is it. And um, you get a lot of the early um, cyber stuff. And I think we covered this last time. I think it's Marvel Presents '85, which is literally just a Weapon X story. Uh, the first ten ten pages of, of of each of those Marvel Marvel comics presents is literally a Weapon X story from you know and it's like the, the sad thing about this like it's probably better if you go and find and there probably is somewhere a uh, omnibus or or some kind of trade paperback that includes all these stories together because it really sucks to kind of go through and try to read the first five to six issue, five to six pages of ten issues just to get the same story like it could probably fit in two issues if they just made it two whole issues, but that's when they were doing that whole Marvel Comics Presents thing where they try to give you a small short story, and which is fine if you give me a, sol- a small short story that fits in six issues, I mean, in, in six pages, and not a six-issue small story that you only write six six pages at a time. Fuck you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Again, this is the 80s and 90s shit, guys. Just, you gotta suck it up. Um, I do remember at one point... Um, when they were going, and this is when they faked you out thinking that he was going to, uh, they were going to give uh, Wolverine his adamantium back. Uh, Cyber is, uh, <laughs> oh, who who had captured him? I can't remember which one, uh, which which acolyte for Apocalypse capture or something like that. And um, they uh, end up having these flesh eating bugs like attack him and leave his adamantium there. And so they fake you out thinking they're going to give the adamantium to Wolverine, but that doesn't happen there. Um, he doesn't get yeah. Wolverine back. He doesn't get his adamantium back for like, I would say like 25 more issues. A while. Yeah. yeah. It's a while. They actually did a pretty good job on that. When I was, I was shocked. You, you take away his, his most important thing and you give away. So, um, so he has cyber there. So we knock that out there. Um, guess another one of these, uh, mysterious background ones. Omega red. Um, yep. comes in <laughs> and weapon X, and weapon X subsection, huh? Yeah, and weapon X, yeah, yeah, weapon because all that check. I, I and I here's the thing, I'm not gonna be lying, I did not go through all the weapon X stuff just because it's, it's it's too much. Somebody comes up, catch all 
call for we need a pass for this meeting, but we don't know. We don't want to think of anything. Hey, what have the next product? Yeah, I mean, again, I mean, you, you stick Deadpool in there, you know. Um, although, again, I, I like I really like what they did with Deadpool and Wolverine in Uncanny X Force. Yeah, I, I think that's really well done. I think that that to me tops any of the Wolverine and, and Deadpool as enemy type type deal. So if you want. You want some good Weapon X? I mean, some actually, yeah, because it is technically tied to Weapon X stuff there as well. Yeah. Um, if you want that stuff, the Uncanny X Force run is actually really, really good. I think that's one also. If you just want some Deadpool with some depth, yeah, yeah, it's it's really well done. You get a you get a really yeah, it's a really well done thing. Um, anyway, back to Omega Red. Um, here's the thing: you forget Omega Red is a Wolverine villain because I always think, and maybe it's just racist of me. I'm always like, well, he shouldn't he be a Colossus villain. That is racist of you. Yeah, it, I listen. I, I can I can admit. I can be honest. I'm being honest here. <laughs> it's hilarious, but it's <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just like, shouldn't you? Shouldn't you stick with your own kind, Omega Red? Like, what are you? I'm just. I'm just saying. Why? Are, why are you dealing with the runt? Dark Star and magic. Yeah. Why are you? Why are you? Why are you dealing with the <laughs> runt of magic? Like when you fight the Rocket Reds. Yeah, it's like I don't understand. Why are you, why are you here? Why are you, why are you dealing with the runt? You literally have a man of steel <laughs> over there. Shouldn't you be fighting? Shouldn't you be fighting Colossus? Oh no, you're gonna go with the the five three um, hairball. Okay, fuck it. We're gonna do all right. So, um, yeah. Uh, again, what is what is the background on them? This is. Um, once again, it's another one of the confusing things. Apparently, there was part of a team with it was Omega Red, Wolverine, Sabretooth. Because oh, there's another thing too. The the underlying theme in all of the 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 back the uh, false memories and the backgrounds. I always find this interesting. And the secret missions, Sabretooth was always there. Like, yeah, I can't I can't think of a single time when you have one of these these uh these we were on a secret mission and there's a false Sabretooth was always there. Yep. So and some and Sabretooth with it is always a toss up if Mystique is there as well. And and if she's not right out there, flat out there, then they later on recon her in by saying that she was pretending to be somebody that was on the team. Yeah. But she's never there because how the fuck would you know until we tell you? Yeah, so it's just that that's the thing. It just from from this always assume that Wolverine is there, Sabretooth is there, and Mystique in some form is there. That's just what it is. So um um yeah, I mean, to me, again, Omega Red, and again, I think the problem with Omega Red has just never really been a big, interesting character to me. I think they do something, uh, and they even, I was going to say they did something interesting with them in Uncanny X-Force when they had the Omega Clan, and uh, these basically assassins that were generated and, and, and um, uh, grown out of, out of pieces, leftover pieces of Omega Red into tracking down and hunting a Wolverine and the rest of Uncanny X-Force. But even then, they when you read that story, they really aren't used that much. They aren't really well defined either. They're bonds, yeah. And so, um, yeah, I mean, that's really what you get with Omega Red. I mean, he doesn't really. I, I have yet to find a really interesting Omega Red story. To be perfectly honest, it's true. Do you have one? I, like I said, maybe you have one, but I don't. No, you're right. No, you're, I mean, like, there's no definitive. Like, there's. He's been used as the plot device in some good story, decent stories. Good, strong. 
But there is no excellent, like, definitive, like, Craven's Last Hunt for Omega Red. Right. Which I, I, everyone talks about someone's like, Craven's a bad character, but Craven's Last Hunt. You can't say it. Sorry. Yeah. You know what? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, and I, I think they had some of them in uh, Wolverine Origins, but I think that's the second Origins that we didn't like, right? Right. Yeah, that's the Origins we didn't like. Um, that's the one that has Romulus and, and, and Dakin in it. And uh, yeah, I'm just not a fan of that origin. But if you want some Omega Red, you can get them there. Um, I'm already just powering through some of the, the lesser known ones. So we get to some the, the bigger ones here. Um, let's see if we have anybody else. I'm going to say, oh, well, there's one. Um, yeah, let's get to this. This is, this is a more interesting one. Uh, not really an ongoing thing here, uh, but they do kind of pop up twice in an old and new form. The first one is uh, the the old form, the, the Hellfire Club, just because you get that awesome uh, cover and you get that awesome, oh, well, not cover, but you get that awesome uh, panel with Wolverine coming and taking out some of the Hellfire Club and coming through there. I bring them up beyond just that, though, because in Wolverine and the X-Men, you get the new Hellfire Club showing up. And uh, they try to take out his, uh, well, actually, they do take out the school, to tell you the truth. Um, There's a bunch of little kids. Yeah, they do. Yeah, the new, I actually kind of found, and I, I, this is one of the ones where I think, like, the new Hellfire Club was actually a little bit more interesting than the old Hellfire Club in terms Way of, more uh, in terms of taking that, taking down, um, taking on Wolverine. Because the first, the first one, when you get that scene, is during the Dark Phoenix saga, it's literally just Wolverine cutting through pawns. In this one, you literally get it a bunch of... a problem later, though. Oh, yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> but, um, the new Hellfire Club, yeah, I mean, it, worst thing about it is, they're kids. It's the best thing about it. <laughs> when I say worse, I mean worse for the, the X-Men. Because Wolverine can't just kill kids. Yeah. There, there are a bunch of kids who have determined that, one, they've gone out and killed their parents yep. <laughs> to take over their spots in the Hellfire Club and form their own Hellfire Club. And they go on and, to be perfectly honest, they kind of win. <laughs> you know? And if I'm not mistaken, they're the yeah they're the ones that are behind Schism. Yep, they're the one that kind of launched the attack. So you and, and have that uh, super sentinel form that goes off and is coming towards uh, Utopia. I mean, they're kids, and you kind of look at it at first and like, oh come on, really? Then you read the story. It's actually not bad, guys. <laughs> read Schism. Read Wolverine and the X Men in the first run. It's actually pretty good. I, I that's why I had so I had to put the Hellfire Club down here because I'm like I actually like the new kids better than I like the old ones. Just saying. Not saying the old is bad or there's anything wrong with them, but th- this is one of the ones where they did something new and they they took it a different direction. I wasn't expecting them to do, and uh, it was actually pretty interesting. So. No, I love the new Hellfire Club. I think that um, the way they presented them, it made them a legitimate threat. Like you said, they they were the ones who were the impetus for schism and then having them be the mirror version of Wolverine's school was mm-hmm. beautifully done. Yeah. Yeah. It is, is a really well done story. Again, I, I like that whole Wolverine, the X-Men run. I think it's actually really well done. Uh, particularly if you read the parts that come up to that and the idea that in, and you're reading that as you're reading uncanny X-Force makes it even better. <laughs> Cause Wolverine is such a hypocrite in this. <laughs> such like, a hypocrite, but you understand. Like it is really well done. So, um, let's see. Let's do this. Okay, I'm gonna do this next group, and then we'll do Romulus and, and Dak, and, and then we'll fit what I think is the big two. 
uh, that come out. They're more interesting. They'll probably be a long, longer discussion as we go through there. Um, I have them together here. Lady Deathstrike and the, and the Reavers. Um, again, uh, Yuriko, she showed up in Daredevil. Her first, yeah. her, and, and then her first appearance as Lady Deathstrike is Alpha Flight 33 and 34. Mm-hmm. All right. Again, do does not start off as a, as a Wolverine enemy. Um, well, yeah, Alpha Flight, to be fair, is only existed because of Wolverine and Baxter. Valid, 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 valid. But Daredevil. So, Daredevil. Daredevil. Oh, no, no, I'm not going to fight. No, I'm not going to hate it. I'm just <laughs> yeah. wanted to yeah. give that caveat before someone hits with the well, actually. Yeah. So, um, but ever since then, I look at her as a. Dare as a Wolverine villain. Oh yeah, and um, her origin is tied to Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Her driving force as a character is tied to Wolverine. Yeah, she's a Wolverine villain. Yeah, and and this is one of those ones that I, I think we again we did this. I think it's Uncanny X Men two hundred five is a good one where her and the Reavers catch up with Wolverine. He's literally they beat him so they they you know fucked him up so much. He's kind of lost his mind. He's kind of feral. And I think one of the Power Pack kids is is there to to kind of help him. And that's a really good story of him going through there. And he literally has to, you know, she's been, she hooks up with, with Donald Pierce and the, and the Reavers. Uh, she has a hatred of mut- mutants, just like he does. Uh, she gets this, um, she gets bonded with cybernetics and laces with animatium uh, using, uh, what is it, Spiral? Spiral uh, helps yeah. her with this. Her father's process. Yeah, using her father's process. She's, her, her whole, her whole, Beef against Wolverine is he believes she stole because he has adamantium bonded to his skin, she uh, to his bones. She believes he's stolen her uh, father's formula and her father's work, and um, that kind of leads her hatred. It's 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 a very one sided, like she doesn't have a whole lot to her, but that hatred is real. Hmm. That that hatred is real. So. Um, Let's see, uh, da, 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 da. and let's see. She's she has she's cybernetic. So she again, she's one of the. She dies, but doesn't really die. Right. So there's that superhuman human strength, speed, stamina, durability. Uh, she has um, uh, her skeletal structure is basically unbreakable because she has been laced with adamantium, um, and that's it. Again, she's just. I, she does have a healing factor, right? Yeah, and because it's not like yeah. the one, it's not like Wolverine's that they like they showed her in, in X two. That's not how it no. works. She's, it's more of a cybernetic you, one. Cause you mean the, you mean the one where they're like we thought you were the only one Wolverine, but yeah. we, she wasn't. We found one, someone with the exact same fucking powers as you. Because why not? Yeah, no, no, that's not that's not that's not it. So yeah, so yeah. Um, let's see, and I think. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Like, again, she shows up every now and then. Uh, I know she's a part of, um, and I, and I read this to to get some for other other characters. She's in. Um, she sides with the purifiers in uh, Messiah uh, in um, which is the Messiah Complex that that series for Wolverine, uh, for X Men. Um, she's she can. I, I'm not. Is she a really a true believer of? She's not that far gone. She's not like purifiers gone, right? Oh. No, 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 no. Yeah, she's she, just her. Her answer is more specifically. I really do hate Logan. Yeah, and so she. And that's what united her with the Reavers because the Reavers and Donald Pierce. 
are the survivors of that badass Hellfire um, incident during Dark Phoenix Saga. Because right. as much as you and I are over here touting Wolverine taking limbs of people, in the 80s, comic code said, if Wolverine attacks you, you basically live. Right. <laughs> and Chris Claremont was like, oh, they lived? Watch this shit. <laughs> Did they really live? Did they really? <laughs> well, they're powered now by gears and hate. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they become these cybernetic hit squad with a fluctuating membership, but at the core, it's always Donald Pierce and Lady Deathstrike's usually tied to them. And their entire goal is to kill Wolverine, but their goal expands and they realize that that's not going to work, so they start killing people around him. Right. Right. And um, the Reavers are, are such a, are, are a big enough threat that when um, when they show up, people are actually generally afraid. Now, now Wolverine isn't afraid. Because he's Wolverine, yeah. but most other people, when the Reavers show up, are pretty, pretty worried. So, um, yeah, I, I love, and, and I, th- I think that is a, an interesting a basis for at least Donald Pierce's Reavers. Because there are Reavers before this, but the ones we really care about are you know Donald Pierce's Reavers, the ones that also team up with Lady Deathstrike. And um, I think it's interesting you tie it back to. Uh, what Wolverine did when in trying to rescue the X Men and from the Hellfire Club because um, yeah, it's pretty brutal <laughs> and it, it's nice, but I think it's one of those few times, uh, not a few times, but it's one of the times when uh, callbacks in uh, comics, you know, does a pretty good job. So yeah, I like that. So. All yeah, right, they turn them into pretty much the boogie monsters. Like there's an Uncanny X Force. I think it's either an annual or like a in between arcs uh, issue where the Reavers are trying to attack Utopia and Uncanny X-Force, like you said, this assassination squad goes in and eliminates them before anyone in Utopia knows they're in danger. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, there is a... Um, I want to say this is a Punisher versus Wolverine miniseries that came from the 90s. I can't remember what it is, but I remember it opens up with Wolverine taking on... Donald Pierce and the Reavers, and I'll never forget it because my mom. It's one of the comments my mom didn't want me to read because I think at one point Donald Pierce literally says, "We test Wolverine. Let's see how your healing factor works if I turn your heart into pulp." You know, it's, just, it's something. It was very, very graphic, and so it was one of the things that my mom was like, "Yeah, you're not getting that." <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, they are basically a death squad. Um, yeah, and uh, like I said, in Messiah Complex, you get another version of the Reavers. Uh, they've teamed up with the the purifiers who basically want to, uh, you know, wipe out humanity. They're trying to stop the um, uh, find the, the 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 first mutant birth in in years, and kill it all. They they I know the purifiers are the one that that basically they kill every child in this town, even if they're human, on the off chance of getting the mutant child, and the the the, the Re- and the Reaver show up, uh, so yeah. Uh, they kill, end up killing Caliban and injuring uh, Cable. Um, yeah, so that's basically what you get right now with Lady Deathstrike and the Reavers. So, all right, um, all right. So let's do uh, Dakin and Romulus now. Get them out of the way, and then we can finish with the big two. So uh, you want want right. to do this one quickly? I'll do Romulus first. Romulus is a garbage character created by lazy creators who wanted to add more mystique to an already demystified history of Wolverine. Um, it's one of the reasons why I was against Origins even occurring. It's one of the reasons why I wish Origins was white for continuity. The next person calls him James in the comic book might get shot by me. Now, Romulus was identified and created as 
this shadowy figure who's been pulling the strings of Wolverine's past in his entire life. Um, for literally before he was born, they tried to retcon Wolverine and uh, Sabretooth into, I believe they were wolf and bear people. Um, offshoots of humanity, offshoots of mutancy that have been manipulated by Romulus for years. They then retconned every feral mutant, including Wolfsbane, including uh, Feral, including Wildchild, into being one of these two tribes. Um, when I tell you that nothing good came of this story arc, from this immortal string puller that no one had ever mentioned or heard of before, that I, just trust me on that. The one good thing to come out of this was the revelation that at, during his time in Japan, uh, Wolverine had fathered a son. He knew this, but he also believed that his wife and child had been murdered at the time by Cyber. Apparently it was by Romulus. Cyber was being under the control of Romulus because of course he was. That's how string pullers work. They were doing everything he didn't know about until right now. <laughs> now, Dakin was taken from his mother, was beaten and raised by Cyber who had trained Wolverine in World War One, and then he was sent on a mission to kill a woman. And the mission culminated with him killing his own mother and whatever. It's Romulus then kind of brainwashes Dakin's attack dog. So now Wolverine has a son out there who he doesn't know about, who has the claws, who hates him. His mm -hmm. mutant power obviously has a healing factor, but he also so the way mutancy works somewhat in the Marvel Universe, usually certain powers are done hereditarily. Then they'll have their own powers. So for instance, Cable's hereditary enhanced powers are telepathy and telekinesis from his mother and the glowing eye from his father. His own mutant powers are actually the ability to slide through time. Dakin's mutant power is pheromone secretion and manipulation. He can basically make you do what he wants by being around you. He's also portrayed as pansexual in the books, which I think was actually a pretty good, it was, it was an interesting decision to make because when he had his own book, he stayed with men and women to get to further, his, to further his morals, to further his goals, excuse me, but he's presented as an amoral killer. I thought it was a really a unique presentation in the mid two thousands. Something that's becoming more acceptable now in the medium, but something that does not that had its foothold in this original presentation. And Romulus is eventually brought down by convoluted story, but Dakin goes on to be an ongoing pest in the side of Wolverine, basically the ghost of the father he wished he could have been, but didn't know to be. And I think that I think that's a problem. Once I got through the Romulus, I didn't want to read anymore. But I, yeah, there is it. there is and, and there is a there, but there are a lot of Dakin stories. Uh, he, at one point, he takes over in the main book, you know, yeah. as Dark Wolverine, if you will. Um, so there are so I need to go back and read them. And that's why I figured you had done that. So I feel like I'll let you handle that. But yeah, Romulus, bad. Dakin, probably not as bad. Probably pretty good. And, Matt Orton, definitely a salvageable character. Right. And and like you said, one of the things that stood out to me was uh, being this asexual character that can, you know, uh, honestly, when you when you when you read about him possibly sleeping with men or women, depending on what it, what the mission is and to get a, get forward, I'm like, are we sure it wasn't Mystique as his mom? Because <laughs> that is such a Mystique thing. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I think there's something you can do with Dakin. Uh, Romulus, though, and this whole idea of though the wolf and bear clans, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I told you, dude. I, I was like, look, who does not read it? I was like, why not? I'm like, I did. Oh, no, I remember from last time. I didn't read it. Every bit of it. I, I was like, no, fuck that. I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. I'm not. <laughs> I draw my line to some things, and that was one of them. I'm just like, hey, support a, man must, a man's got to have a code. I got to have a code, man. Got to have a code. 
Um, yeah, but no, fuck that Romulus shit. So, um, all right. So, thank you for 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 toughing it out and, and getting it out for us. So, um, yeah. So, like I said, I really didn't have to. Yeah. Uh, I know. Uh, the deck. I'll find out where the Wolverine stuff is. There's the solo book stuff where he's in there. Um, and then obviously, like I said, I would just for for you get multiple of these these Wolverine villains. You get a really good Wolverine story. You get a really good Deadpool. You get a really good story for all the characters that are in Uncanny X Force. Just read that entire Uncanny X Force run. It's so good. Like rereading that, I'm like, God damn, we need to finish this comic. It, it is. It, so yeah. It is a good, it's a good, uh, Psylocke story. It's a, it's a good, story. it's a good, like, it's everything in there. You get a lot in there. It's, um, it bring it brings back some of the Age of Apocalypse stuff, full circle. Age of Apocalypse stuff? Yeah, um, and it's really good. So just, just, yeah, go and, go and read that you stuff. Everyone evil Nightcrawler, here's your chance. Is he really evil, though, or does he just have a different he moral code? He ends up being evil. He ends up being evil. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and stake my claim. He's an evil, evil nightcrawler. <laughs> I'm just saying. He's a, have that debate later. He's a, he's a nightcrawler from Age of Apocalypse. He grew up different. It's just a thing, you know. He's he. Oh, is it part of his times? The fuck is wrong with you? He, he's he's. I'm not gonna lie. He's my nightcrawler because I'll never forget. <laughs> What's wrong with you? He, he, you know why he's my nightcrawler? Because he's a nightcrawler that when I read Age of Apocalypse, that that nightcrawler is what sold me on Age of Apocalypse. That moment when he teleports that man's finger, the man's pointing his finger at him. Nightcrawler grabs his finger and then teleports away with that piece of finger. <laughs> Dude, that and then when he kills old man Wade by teleporting away his head, head, nigga. I was like, wait, so this is what happens when you take away uh, his moral code? You make him Nightcrawler? Kurt Wagner. Okay. <laughs> I will allow it. So... Ah, uh, yeah. What can I say? I'm, I'm, a, I'm an evil person. Um, all right. So we gone through this. We kind of rushed through some of these things. Like I said, we gave a little bit more background on some of these other characters. You have uh, some of the 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 um, their first appearances. Like again, I, I, there's not to say that they they are they're bad characters. There's not enough story, but we covered a lot of them in the 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 main books. Uh, we're, we're left to really just two main ones, um, and I kind of say them for the end because I think they. Are there more? And one's a major retcon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they but they're they're the most uh, they're the most interesting at this point and have the most fleshed out background. The first I'll do, and I, I'm assuming this is the, the the retcon one. Mystique. Yes. Yeah. Um, Mystique has become a really tied to Wolverine background character. Um, the thing about Mystique is, and at some point uh, we might end up doing pulling Emma Frost with her. Uh, they've done a lot of stuff with Mystique that she might get her own character corner at one point. Yeah. And um, maybe that you can tie that to the fact that they, they, they the one good thing that came out of the X-Men uh, movie universe is the more focus on Mystique gives her, gave her more higher profile. Uh, she has an actual solo book out that was written by Brian K. Vaughn. Hmm. And if you know who Brian K. Vaughn is, you'll probably be interested. It's actually not bad. And... um. It's basically her being, you know, Mystique. the thing about Mystique is she's basically a spy slash terrorist. And um, she also just happens to be, you know, we say a shapeshifter. To me, she's the shapeshifter yeah. in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, Marvel Cinematic Universe, in the Marvel Universe, period. Like, when you say shapeshifter, there are people and then there's Mystique. All right? Um, she's a gold standard. She is. And 
what like if you really want to get some insight into what they have with the current mystique is that 20 i think it's 22 issues that 22 issue run that that vaughn does i think he writes all 22 issues um it's pretty good it's basically uh shows you also the dark side of uh charles xavier because he's literally running spies <laughs> and a and a and a um an espionage ring at one point yeah they made charles xavier like low-key dirty as fuck in the last like 10 years yeah, like people, like I always love how people always go uh, are are young at Cyclops about how he's 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 slandered and dirty the name of Charles Xavier. I'm like, y'all do realize Charles Xavier ain't been right since he he wiped uh, Magneto's mind, right? Like Charles Xavier ain't had, a, had ain't had a ground to stand on, <laughs> like uh, anywhere at all. No, like literally, and I don't even mean that as a pun of him being a sitting that. And, and matter of fact, at this point, he's walking around, so he's not even sitting in a wheelchair anymore. So it's just like. Yeah, Charles Xavier ain't really got no. He ain't really got a moral code. So, um, yeah, it's basically the story of him. Him base at this point, he's blackmailing Mystique to work for him. So again, this is not even on some Charles Xavier is has asked is working for Mystique. And Mystique is on one of her. She's pretending to be good streaks. No, he is literally blackmailing Mystique to work for him. <laughs> and at one point, he gives her opportunities like, well, you know, I'm gonna give you a choice. Uh. I, you can just turn yourself in, or you can continue to work for me. I'm like, that's not really a choice, Charles. At all. That's not a choice. You're being an asshole right here. So, but it's a really good series. It shows you the depth of her powers. Um, beyond just shape shifting, she can actually uh, make material like her glasses, her clothes, all of that. She's making herself. She can hide things. Like at one point, she hides a gun, and like uh, short pack is like, how are you hiding this? Like, I'll oh, just make a little pouch here. Uh, she shows that she, she's able to shift her organs. So at one point she gets shot in the chest, but she shifted her organs. So, so, so she doesn't, uh, so the vital organs aren't hit. Like, um, they show you just how power, and again, this is a problem, I guess you can say with comics in general. At some point they get a little over the top with some of the power sets here. Cause yeah. I, I think at one point somebody was like, uh, somebody's like, well, if I throw you off here, you're going to die. Cause you can't sprout wings. I'm like, you can't grow wings. I'm like, well, why can't she? She can do everything else. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, mystique, there's a, um, she's been tied to, she's kind of been, when would they start retconning her and her background with Wolverine? When they started including her in the movies. Oops, okay. Sorry. Um, no, I mean, that's fair. I mean, that's it. When, when you cast Rebecca Romaine in those movies, they started adding to her um, presence in the comics. And then they got Jennifer Lawrence, and it was like, well, crank up the machine. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, that's the realest answer I can give. Well, to be fair, they also did... Uh, they they kind of retconned it, but at the same time, she did have a... They did establish a background with her in, in Creed. Yeah. Oh, that well, that's, that's been established. They have a son. Right, and they have a son. So, uh, and this is... I'm going through and reading this stuff in... Uh, I remember that I actually have all four of the hard copies of this, the Sabretooth, and we'll get to say more Sabretooth later, but the Sabretooth miniseries they did in 93 or 94, I think. Okay. Um, and that's basically when, uh, Grand and Creed, uh, kidnaps and forces his father, who doesn't know he's his father, uh, to go after Mystique and kill Mystique. Yeah. That's what those four issues are. Um, and it's, again, it's so 90s, and I'm not even sure, it's not a Marvel Unlimited. I had to go out and... And download these separately because I I wanted to read them on my tail, but I actually have the hard copies of these. Um, and at that point, you do get Wolverine popping up in there, and Wolverine's on a date with Mystique at that time. So um, you have a little, uh, and and Mystique is telling him that he uh, they had met before when she was ah uh, what was her name? It was 
Lenny Zaber, I think she had been, it was in East Berlin. They were running a mission while, while uh, Sabretooth was the guy who was able to extract her. They end up, uh, they don't show it there, but they end up having sex then. And um, they have a son, Grandin, who turns out to be a uh, human and a supreme disappointment to his father <laughs> and tries to have uh, all mutants killed. So he, he, he is directly influenced by his family. Yeah, which I, you know, if your mother is Mystique and your father is Sabretooth, you, if you grew up hating mutants, uh, okay, I can't really. The father of the environment, look at you. I'm just saying. Forgiving murderers and bigots. This is, this, is a new, this is a new leaf for Chris. I'm just saying, I, I'm not saying he's right, I'm just saying I understand. Um, so. Can we talk about the Kang? Can we talk about the Kang? Let's go and talk. There's only one villain who whips the shit out of Wolverine every year on his birthday because he can. There's only one villain who tripped Wolverine into thinking they were alternately brothers and or that he was Wolverine's father. There's only one villain who keeps killing all these redheads who fall in love with Wolverine. There's only one villain who in the Ultimate Universe survived having his head cut the fuck off by Wolverine. There's only one character who, despite being Wolverine's literal, literal mirror image of, first appearance was an Iron Fist. Ladies and gentlemen, the Kang, say the Kang, Sabretooth. Yeah, Victor Creed. Uh, first appearance is actually Iron Fist 14. Not Wolverine. Um, Wolverine number 10 retells their first Sabretooth and Wolverine fight. And that's when, on every birthday, Wolverine tracks down Wolverine and uh, beats the shit out of him. Like, it is not like a close fight. Like, Wolverine's like, well, oh, shit, what? My birthday's Friday. Will we get drinks? I can't. I got my ass kicked. <laughs> but maybe Saturday? Like, we can try Saturday. Like, it's not a surprise. He tells him he's coming, and guess what? You can't do shit about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sabretooth. Yeah, it's 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 one of those, it's, well, uh, obviously, Saber Cyrus is the one that's uh, is, is is the one that's um, credited as the only villain that Wolverine is afraid of. Sabretooth is just a different look. Like Sabretooth is just he really is what would happen if you had a, a, a bad Wolverine, a Wolverine who was just a more Wolverine is Sabretooth. Just didn't give a shit. Like you know, with the Marauders wiping out the Morlocks, like. Sabretooth loves the the hunt. He loves like in that Sabretooth miniseries, he has a he has a uh, a telepath with him who Birdie that helps. He he treats her so horribly. It's such a nineties book. It's so problematic. It is he treats her so, like, <laughs> so bad. No, there are certain times in the book like I'm rereading it, going I forgot he beat the shit out of her like like every other Yo, panel. The shit out of Birdie. <laughs> yes, like he would just punch. He's like thanks, Birdie. He would literally punch her in the face. I'm like. You can't do this. You know what's even crazier? That it was such an accepted piece of X-Men lore that Birdie makes an appearance in one of those X-Men fighting games for Capcom. Oh, yeah. She's a Sabretooth buff. Yeah, I forgot. God damn it. Like, <laughs> you know he beat the shit out. You know he's abusing that little girl, right? Like, that's just not... No. He abuses her so much, he actually... um she turns she uh turns off the security equipment, and that's why he gives up he gives him getting caught by Tribune, who turns out to be you know uh Grand and Creed. Um, yeah, man, it's just yeah he was he's he's a terrible person. Um, and this is where the the Wolverine origin, not origins, that will come when it comes in. It kind of tells you the story of 
uh, what happened with, and the entire time you're going down, you believe that the other, it's not, I don't, there was not, not Victor. I can't remember. You, you keep thinking this dog. other, huh? Dog Logan. Is it dog? No, the one, because it's the one where you, you keep thinking that this guy is not the first origin, the second, the, the second set of stories they tell. When you end up getting to the oh. end and, and Victor, and the real Victor Creed shows up and he's like, yo, where's my little brother? I want to keep beating him on his birthday. And, um, I can't remember her name tells him that, She's dead, and he's like, "Well, I gotta go find now the person who." Like you, you, you realize the, you find out the reason why. Uh, Creed shows up. The story of Wolverine saved you the whole time. Yeah, you, 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 you finally find out the reason why Creed shows up on Wolverine's birthday and beats the shit out of him every every time. Like it's, it's truly horrific. You know, he shows up and kills any woman that that like, he has a he, just like just like you know other people have a code. Sabretooth has a code, so anytime Wolverine gets married and finds happiness. Sabretooth's got to be there to kill the woman there. So when Viper tricks, uh, forces Wolverine to marry her, Sabretooth doesn't give a shit. <laughs> You're married to Wolverine. Yeah, bitch, you got to die. Got to go. That's just, that's just, that's what we got to do. That's just how it is. It's just, yeah, Sabretooth is clearly the, the villain for Wolverine. Like, it, he just is because. And you don't, and the, the weird thing about this is I put Sabretooth and Mystique at the top two. Mystique, as the stories have gone on, has way better stories now because she's become a larger, a larger character, uh, in the Marvel, in Marvel Universe. Um, again, when you read, if you're reading all new X-Men, when the, the X-Men, uh, from the, from the past come, come into the present day, she has a whole thing there where she's trying to trick the, um, uh, trick, she's trying to stir up problems with the X-Men so that she can go on. And 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 uh, get enough money to buy buy Mandrapore herself. Like she has her own little thing there. They've kind of given her this gray area morality where she's she's evil, she's a terrorist, but at the same time she's also kind of uh, doing it for mutant kind. Like it's 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 a very she's a very to a lesser extent where they did with Emma Frost, where they're like she used to be bad, now she's kind of good. She still has that gray area. Mystique is is way more bad than good. But every now and then she does the right thing. Like in that Mystique series, she's save, uh, uh, saving Cuba has gotten some uh, 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 Sentinels that they bought from the Russians. And she ends up saving uh, some of the kids there. And there's a little girl there who's a con- uh, mutant girl who's controlling these. They're forcing her to control these um, Sentinels and Mystique can't kill her. You know, she can't, she can't kill her. She, they have her every now and then doing the right thing, but more often than not, she doesn't do the right thing. Um, uh, in Mestia Complex, she's like that new baby. She's literally going to try to, she almost literally sacrifices that new baby to save Rogue. You yeah. Know? Um, so it's just like, she, she's gotten way more, uh, way bigger than just a Wolverine villain. And well, she's always been way more than that because of what her origin was. But she become way larger than that. Sabretooth, on the other hand, while he does other things and he started off in Iron Fist, if Sabretooth was there, Wolverine's close to falling. Just what it is. You have to. Yeah. It, it, and and I don't know if there's more you can do with the character than that. I mean, I think he's I think he's good as just that. Like, you know, I don't think there needs to be more. Um, we were, we just did a Predator Two nostalgia review, and um. We were talking about, I, I think, hands down, the Predator series and all their movies completely destroy all of the, what they've done consistency-wise and quality-wise. The Alien movies. But people will always consistently go to Alien movies just because they're aliens. 
the reason why the Predator works for me is in all the Predator movies, even the quote-unquote bad ones, the Predator has always been consistent. They don't do a lot with it. They don't do a lot of changing. For the most part, it's just a Terminator. And that's kind of what I look at with Sabretooth as. Like, they've done other things with, I know at one point, I think in the Romulus arc, there's the whole, they have Sabretooth uh, clones, and they do all the, like, every time they go that far and they go that route, it never works out for me. Like, I never, I never like it. But I like it when you just have... Why, why, why try to make it more than it is? Right. Like, he, like you, if you keep it at his base, because again, and, and why keeping, keeping Sabertooth at his base works for me is because he is a... That is what his nature is. He is base instinct. His base instincts are, how can I cause the most pain to Wolverine? And that's you see that with the conclusion of the Dakin story with Uncanny X-Force. We're telling you to read it, so I won't go into that. But it's such a saber-tooth moment. It's Like I said... When I think about how Uncanny X-Force run ends and I look back at the Arrow season this season, I'm like, they, the more and more I think about it, the more and more I'm like, somebody read that, clearly. Somebody read something. Because there's a moment there where Oliver is beating uh, uh, Chase, and I look back at it, and this reminds me of when uh, Wolverine, uh, Sabretooth is smiling as I think Evan is beating his face in, and I'm like, oh my god, they look the same. They're the this same. is what he wants. This is what he wants. Like, he's that... Like, you gotta keep Sabretooth... Like he's the number one villain for me for Wolverine, but also because Easily. he's the the most simplest. Like you don't need extra, you don't need to retcon Sabretooth's story too much. Keep it simple, you know. He. I don't care why he hates him. No, I don't give a shit. I don't. He just he's a brutal asshole who kills. Leave it there. Leave it there. That's good enough. Like. For characters like Mystique, and I think you can probably go for all the other characters we list here. You can definitely add more to them, because I think for yeah. for all the characters here, like Silver Samurai and um, Lady Deathstroke, you know, Madame Hydra, like all these, there's Cyber. There's so much more you can do. Like I'm Omega Red, definitely. There's so much more you can do with them, <laughs> right? You can add so much more. Leave Sabretooth alone. That doesn't mean to tell less Sabretooth stories. You can tell plenty of Sabretooth stories. Just don't add more to his background. You don't need to. It's very, tell very simple. The next Sabretooth story. Don't tell the ones that came before. I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah you don't need to do Unless it's a particular time when he whips Wolverine's ass. Yeah, I mean, that's really all it is. Because even when they fight, it's usually that. It's usually Sabretooth whooping Wolverine's well, ass. Because what Sabretooth is trying to do is push Logan and prove that you're just one step away from being me, kid. Yeah. <laughs> right. He calls him runt all the time. Yep. Yo. Like, yeah, the fact that the Sabretooth is so much bigger than Wolverine and so much vicious, more vicious. It's just, you know, this is this is what it is. And it leaves us again. It leaves some vicious fights. Like I said, my favorite is still Wolverine 90 when he when he when he when he doesn't have the adamantium, but he pops a claw going into Age of Apocalypse on the Sabretooth. And Sabretooth is literally begging him to do it. You know, you're punking out on me again, huh? Like, it's just that Sabretooth. You know, I, I just I just love that. I love the fact that. You know, the rest of the X-Men, for the longest time up to that point, keep trying to think that they can they can um, reform Sabretooth. And and Wolverine knows, Logan knows, you can't reform this guy. It's it's one of the reasons I love the old 90s X-Men series is because there's an a, a episode where this happens, where they capture Sabretooth, and Joe Louis watching, she's like, he's not that bad, Logan's like, you guys are fucking idiots. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like, come on, guys. So, um, 
Yeah. So, like I said, uh, again, this is just more of a supplement to the last character corner we did. Uh, you can find a lot more detail on some of the stories um, in in that one because we cover a lot of the stories that cover these characters in here. We just kind of wanted to go through them a little bit more and, uh, and put more emphasis on uh, the order, to, to, the more important ones. Again, the, the top two right now are Sabretooth and, and, uh, and Mystique um, and what goes on with there. Uh, like I said, Get Mystique in Wolverine 3 is a, is a really good Wolverine and Mystique tale there. Um, you can read the Mystique miniseries because, again, we might come back and revisit her character. It's a ton of stuff to read with Sabretooth. So, um, but again, Uncanny X-Force is another. Uncanny X-Force gets you a lot. And I would just say start, you know, read that. And that gets you an understanding of a lot, a lot of what's going on here. And, um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I'll put in some of the Dakin stuff as well that we talked about. So, um, and, the, and like you said, that at the end of Uncanny X-Force, Sabretooth is an asshole. <laughs> Goodness, he's like... It it, it like, really sums up there. No, you read like, why did Deep Home say that? It doesn't seem like he's really, oh, you'll get to the end and say, oh. And, and I, 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 it goes back to, like, everything Sabretooth done, like, and manipulative. And I think that's, I think that's when, like, that's the story you tell with Sabretooth now. If you want to evolve, yeah, if you want to evolve. He's Romulus, bitch. Right. If you evolve, if you want to evolve Sabretooth into a, 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 and tell new Sabretooth stories, Tell the fact that he's now, compared to what he used to be, he's now calling the shots. He's now the manipulator. He's now the one who has, uh, who, who runs games and is running, um, and is tormenting Wolverine, not just physically and, and, and getting at him that way, but also mentally and, and really, you know, pulling the strings that way. You start telling that story, cause that's not, a, that's not really a, that's not really Sabretooth, right? I think that's why Uncanny X-Force is so interesting, cause, you know, Sabretooth pulling the strings on so many of these things, you're like, Sabretooth can do that? I think he was just a dumb, I think he was just an idiot. I think he was just, you know, you know, uh, it, it kind of reminds me of how they treated him in um, the first X-Men film, right? Just a, mm-hmm. a dumb, barely talking. No, if you, you start making him as tactical and as, as cunning as Wolverine is, oh man, that's an interesting story there. Yeah, that's an that's a story. That's a Wolverine, that's a Sabretooth and Wolverine story. You can tell that gets me that gets me going. You make him more than just the brute. Now you've got something there. You know, show me that. And um, now you got now you got me a really interesting story uh, that I'm willing to hear because for the most part, even when he's doing things, Sabretooth is usually not the one calling the shots. You know, right. he's usually a bigger somebody smarter. Whether he's even if it's just Mystique. You know, manipulating him and using him, Mister Sinister, or somebody, you know, something like that. But you start making it so that Sabretooth is, is now smart enough to, to to pull these games on not just Wolverine but the people around him. Now you got me going. Now you got me going. So, um, all right, next character corner I think is gonna be the first part of our mini part, uh, Peter Parker Spider Man, uh, character corner. So uh, look for that in the next couple few weeks. We'll get that one going and start doing that, and um, and I may actually open this up to the to the if you're in the Facebook group because I need to because normally like even with Green Lanterns we didn't know the stopping point going in. I need to ballpark a stopping point for Spider Man. Yeah, because <laughs> I'll just stay on and just talk for five hours. Yeah, yeah, we gotta we're gonna, we're gonna work that one out and figure this out where. Gonna, this may this may take a while to come out for part one, not because we're doing we're doing a lot of rereading, but because we're like so where do we stop? Yeah, and I don't even off the top of my head. I don't even know where we stop at. Like I'm just thinking, like Venom. That's a lot. 
Isn't it? <laughs> you said Venom. I'm like, mm, yeah. that's like that's like Venom's like eighty seven. You're like, yeah, uh, that's a mm, that's a that's a lot. Mm. Like, do we do all the Ditko Lee stuff? We will talk about it offline. We'll figure it out. I promise it's coming to you guys. But please believe. Like, so every time we do X Men, you enter my wheelhouse. Welcome to Terror Dome, my wheelhouse. <laughs> right. I love Spider Man. Yeah. Like irrationally holy and with everything that I am. And I'm going to have so much fun doing this character. Yeah, this is going to be fun. This is going to be great. So, all right, folks, stay tuned. We got plenty more coming up for the character corner. Remember, uh, a couple of things. If you're a premium member, make sure you log into your account. Make sure you can check, uh, check the feed. We've changed the, the new feed. So you might, you might have to copy and paste and replace unsubscribe to the current one and resubscribe to the new feed. It has all this stuff up to in 2017 this year so far. We'll be adding the rest of 2016 into that feed soon. Also, there will be separate feeds for each show. If a show has more than five episodes, it'll get its own feed. Check that because once we hit 300 episodes, which we are quickly approaching, we'll probably get to that by sometime next year, uh, maybe by the end of this year, depending on how many shows we do. Um, uh, the feed will only hold uh, feed will only hold like 300 uh, uh, shows, so you might need to get some of the archive shows either on the website. Or on one of the other feeds in there. So by the end of the weekend, oh, well, shit, by the time you hear this, it'll probably be middle of the week. Uh, so by the time you hear this, we'll probably at least have docudrunks, molecules and shit, uh, the spoiler reviews, and maybe the Scarsalgia uh, feeds up. And don't worry, I know a lot of people have been saying, I, I didn't know how many people liked the Scarsalgia with me and Petty. Um, that'll be coming back soon. She's, she's moving this week. So soon as she finishes moving, we have plenty of Scarsalgia stuff to catch up on. So we'll get that show going again. Uh, I'm a, I'm a ballpark it and say July right now. Uh, we'll be back with Scarestalgia and um, we'll get into that. Uh, for this character corner, again, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, uh, Google Play Music. If you subscribe on iTunes, leave us a five star review. It's easy. Like I said, we love listening to them. Uh, they give us motivation and we love reading them on the show. So please leave us there. Um, if you have anything, uh, suggestions for characters, uh, you want comments and things like that, email us mtrailerreviews at mtrnetwork.net. And just, you know, just go to mtrnetwork.net or mtrnetwork.com. Either one works. Uh, check out the website. we got plenty of stuff on there. And, um, yeah, folks, stay tuned as always. Until next time, we're out of here. Peace.